Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Tonight I have two big, big guests and one very special guest sandwiched in between the two big guests. So tonight we are talking about power. We are continuing to talk about how to generate power to have an outstanding year. We scooped out five areas of power last week, spiritual, moral, physical, socioeconomic, and intellectual power. We said that if you will have an outstanding year, these are the five blocks that should define your life. Spiritually, must be on top. Morally, you must be outstanding. Physically, you must be fit. You must eat well. You must sleep well. You must handle yourself well, exercise. And of course, there is also socioeconomic power and then intellectual power. We'll focus on those last two tonight in the discussion. My guests for tonight are close friends of the virtual university. On my left, if I may say so, Rob, Professor Robert Abel Hinson of the University of Ghana Business School. Professor Robert Hinson, welcome to Springboard. Thank you. It's good to be here again. And Happy New Year to you, sir. When you have returned, sir. Right. So um, on my right, if I may say so, is Mr. Charles Mensah of Trust Consult, Chief Executive or Managing Partner of Trust Consult. Charles, welcome to Springboard. Good evening, Abed, and thanks for having me. It's always good to see you, my brother. Thank you, sir. He's right. The economic power. Uh, in fact, <laughs> he has to take us there tonight. He, he has no choice. <laughs> I, in, in between those two giants, I have somebody very special that is the centerpiece of my attention today because we have an 18 year old author launched her first book yesterday, Ashley Nadum Texan. She, she came through our teen preneurship conference thrice in, in, in the past and it included a writing clinic and to, yesterday she launched her first book and novel called Asseye's Journey. We'll find out who's Asseye and what was the inspiration for a first year university student to write a book and gather people and launch it. Amazing story. We'll break it down tonight. Ashley, welcome to Springboard. Thank you. Are you excited? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. We'll talk. All right. So let me start with, with, with you, Prof. Hinson. What, what is intellectual power? How do you see intellectual power? What really is it? Well, intellectual power is the power to rise above mundane thinking and um, for what it's worth, be authentic, be original in your thinking and operate without biases to be able to bring something that didn't exist into existence. So one of the biggest hallmarks of intellectual power is originality in thought and the capacity to conceive something which hitherto did not exist. So if we have to get some biblical inspiration from it, you know the famous scripture in Daniel one twenty, where the king said in all matter of skill and learning, Daniel and his friends were found to be ten times better than all the kings, magicians, and astrologers. And those who are typically characterized as having high intellectual power, people who have high creativity, high reasoning ability, they have high curiosity, and they typically tend to also have large vocabulary have an excellent memory and can master concepts with very few repetitions. So people who operate in this sort of realm are said to have high intellectual power, high reasoning ability, high creativity, high curiosity, a large vocabulary, an excellent memory, and the capacity to master concepts with few repetitions. Wow. Yes, please. In two minutes, you've literally given us a whole syllabus. <laughs> Charles, let me come to you, and I'll, I'm going to marry the two shortly, but let me come to you. Um, how, w- w- what would you call socioeconomic power? 
I think anything that I, um, tends to improve upon your income and your uh, class in society, this is where I refer to it. And basically, yeah, in, the, in terms of class in society, we have the uh, three categories, the high, middle, and the low. And these three is usually influenced by the, your income level, your education, and then your occupation. If you're able to control these three key things, which is the, your income, education, and occupation, you can then graduate from possibly the middle to high or from low to middle. And this right. is what we, we always play with. So you always have to focus on where am, where am I now in terms of the uh, society, in terms of the class, and what do I want to do now? Do I want to graduate from that class, and what does it take? So, and, and then the factor to consider is always the education, which will improve your income and the occupation that you have. And so once you have these three, you, you will graduate into the next level. Looking at your three pillars, there seems to be a link between intellectual power and socioeconomic power. Would you call that a driver? Is intellectual power a driver of socioeconomic power? Naturally, inter- intellectual power ought to be that, in fact, you have to have a base because without the intellectual power at any initial stage, you probably not go anywhere at all. It's precisely why parents would educate their kids from day one because they want to get some base. Once you have that base, income will start coming in, and then with time, maybe you can improve upon that base. So, intellectual power, yes, is the base, is the foundation, is the drive, it's the beginning thing that you have to uh, work with because you can't. Uh, I haven't seen anybody who probably is earning income that haven't even been given a skill or hasn't haven't even been educated. So it is the base, very important. Right. Let me let me come to you, Professor, to to cross pollinate this idea before I come to I say let me um, to um, to actually let me let me let me ask you, Prof. So this series actually is about starting the year right. Absolutely. And the idea is to actually ask our listeners to be deliberate. Of course. So every listener is being told, listen, spiritually be deliberate. That's right. Socioeconomically be deliberate. That's right. Financially, I mean, uh, in all these spheres of socioeconomic endeavor, be deliberate. Yes. And then intellectually be deliberate. Absolutely. Morally be deliberate. Absolutely. Physically be deliberate. Absolutely. So, the, the whole concept of power is to try and demystify the issue of power. When you see it's a year of power, it doesn't really mean that, I mean, it's always your, your hands are lifted up. It's, it's just a matter of understanding that you can improve Absolutely. in the key thematic areas of your life by choice. I agree. And that's the whole idea. Absolutely. So in settling on these two areas, my yes. question for you is, can you begin the year and deliberately decide to use intellectual power to improve your socio-economic power, that is your income, your class, uh, move yourself upwards in the area of income level, education, occupation. The, what Charles just described, can yes. education become a catalyst and an enabler for progress in these areas? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, it can because I was going to do this at the end, but because if as I say it now, one book I'm going to recommend to everybody listening to you tonight is a book that was recommended by a friend of mine called Divana Kaba, a very interesting mm, pharmacist. Very good friend, yeah. The book is called To Sell is Human. Everybody must read that book. Because To Sell is Human is just $9.99. If you buy a used copy from Amazon, just $6. Amazon ships to Ghana now. There's a very interesting quote author, from a author, author uh, Daniel Pink, Daniel Pink, like the color pink, Daniel Pink. And there's an interesting quote from a book from 1949 called The Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller. And the quote goes like this. The only thing you have in the world is what you can sell. And the funny thing is that you're a salesman and you didn't even know it. What that means is that it doesn't matter whether your 
training is in accountancy or engineering or finance or in communication, the only thing you have is what you can sell. And intellectual power can be sold. And that's why you need to deliberately develop it in order that you have something you can trade in. So we'll come later, I'm sure, to sources of getting knowledge and how to build this intellectual power. But to the extent that it can be traded in different spheres of life, it is something that you must deliberately acquire in order to uh, upgrade your economic circumstances in the year 2018. I can come to breaking it down to where to get it from and so on and so forth. Before we settle down to even break it down, I just want to excite our listeners about this young lady that sits in our, in, right in the center here. And if you're watching on Facebook, you'll see you see so much potential in this uh, young friend. Um, Ashley, tell me, um, give me why I see his journey. I mean, rewind 10 years ago. Did you think you'd be an author? No, I didn't think I'd be an author. I think I thought about writing, but then I didn't think I'd actually get it edited and published. And I didn't think that far. Why? why? What, what kind of people did you, did you think could actually write? Um... I don't, I'd always loved reading, but then I guess I hadn't paid much attention to writing. It was uh, later on in my latter part of junior high that I developed the interest for it. Right. What school were you in? In junior high, I was in Kiri Care School. And senior high? Senior high, every girl senior high school. Congratulations. Okay, you go on. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, when, when was the seed sown? I mean, I just, um, out of curiosity, when was the seed sown? I soon? started writing Asseus Jenny in the latter part of Form 2 in every girl's. How many years ago? I, I completed just last year, so... It's about three years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Right. Has it been an, an interesting journey writing this one? Oh, it has. It has been an interesting journey. Fiction. Why fiction? Um, I read a lot of fiction. And, and, and I like creating stories. I like um, 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 the way it goes. I like developing my characters creating their lives. I, I just like it. So I let me, let me let me read let me read to you the bullets that um, Professor Henson gave us on intellectual power. In fact, when, you, when, when he was reading them, you were nodding your head. So I'm going to ask you whether you have intellectual power. So because, look at this, he says, originality in thought, being authentic, being able to create something that didn't exist years ago, and being ten times better than the competition. Amen. From Daniel chapter 1 verse 20. And he says, People who are typically, who have intellectual power, they have high creativity, which I think you have, large vocabulary, which an author has, and then little repetition, and also an excellent memory. Actually, do you yes. have intellectual power? Uh, okay, I'll say. <laughs> okay, I'll say I do. Well, with with some of the things you've listed, I would say I. I I possess some qualities. Right. Yeah. You know why I'm asking you this question? No. The late Komla Dumo, when mm -hmm. I read my first book, I sat in front of him and I was talking about the book with all the vim. Mm -hmm. And the book was called Ten Commandments of Success. Mm. And, and I was talking about success and I was enjoying it. Then he looked at my face and asked me, Albert, are you successful? <laughs> <laughs> and for one minute, I couldn't talk and I began to fumble. <laughs> and, and my friends told me later that the interview was very fine until that question. Yes. <laughs> Come on, I used to talk about that question and laugh. <laughs> Charles, your brother. I know. Yeah, but I was know. very troublesome. <laughs> and I remember that question very well because it totally I mean, threw me off gear. But it, it's great to know what you're doing with your life. We'll come back to, to the, the process a bit more as we go along. But, Prof, how, how can an individual start out and say, listen, you, I mean, I asked you about 
personal development. And you say, I recommend this book. Mm. This is the path. I mean, you talk about it so fluidly. Yes. How can a person stay in January, January 13th, saying that this year, there no way, 31st December, I must have a good record of achievement? Absolutely. How can the person be able to develop a roadmap that says, I will improve myself? I mean, I will improve myself, as simple as that. Okay, for How? 2018. Yes. Okay, so you know the number 80 still starts with new beginnings. So, right. I mean, it's a very appropriate time for us to discuss this thing. But let me give you a bit of perspective. So, I'm sure you've heard this report that the World Economic Forum said the top 10 skills for notching and job and keeping it yeah. by the year 2020 are things like cognitive flexibility, negotiation skills, things like a service orientation. Yeah. I've done four solving. shows on, on that report. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, here's my recommendation. For 2018, I think there are three focal areas everybody should look at. One is the famous issue of successful self-management. And then second, I want us to look at people's skills. And then third, I want us to look at the, the issue of thinking outside the box. So it's successful self-management and then people's skills and then thinking outside the box. Now, for successful time, uh, uh, sorry, for successful self-management, there are a couple of things you need to take cognizance of. I know I'm a business scholar, so SWOT sounds like, okay, you talk about SWOT. But I still think it's important because you need to look at it and understand where you are, where you need to go, what you are strong at, what you are weak at, and opportunities to capitalize on in this new year. Two, I think you need to identify resources and sources you, or, or support you need for 2018, manage your time well, adopt attitudes that support your aims, and then manage change properly and so on and so forth. But when it comes to successful self-management, I want to sort of uh, give some questions that you, you, you could focus on in terms of doing a self-diagnostic for 2018. Questions like, do you have a clear vision of what you want to achieve in the year? Sometimes we think we know. We never bother to write down. Questions like, have I set myself challenging targets? I keep telling everybody I meet, sales guys, sales executives, finance people, that it is actually possible to break down a target into weeks, into days, into hours, and actually have a plan where you've booked every hour of your life from now to end of March. It's possible. But because we don't tend to take a granular approach, to breaking down things into week by week, day by day, hour by hour, we tend to wake up in the morning, launch ourselves into the day, and believe God for what to happen will happen. And that's not the way to go about doing your work in 2018. Issues about, do I pay attention to detail? Do I receive feedback on my performance? That means you have somebody who's taking care of you and so on and so forth. Now, when it comes to the second issue of people's skills, I want to respectfully recommend a few things that you could look at. Issue, for instance, of being confident when you meet new people, how you interact with people, how you do well in a group, how you build alliances and networks in order to reach goals that you set for yourself. Now, this is not a personal branding exercise, but usually when you're going to succeed, the greatest index of your success is what you give back to the community you are working in. So those who give back a lot in 2018 will be highly rewarded for the contributions they make. So it's three things, basically. It is the issue of successful self-management, people skills, and then thinking outside the box. Thinking outside the box is where the creativity issue kicks in. Being novel in your approaches, bringing a new slant to bear on hitherto mundane situations, and then finding a compelling way forward. So if you can manage yourself well, you can develop your people skills, and you can think outside the box, 2018 will be a particularly successful year for you. No question at all. 24 minutes past the hour of seven. You're talking about a year that 
we we all are looking forward to and so and all too soon the first 14 days of the year have passed and if you are the type guys that keeps saying abachi abachi the year will end and you still ask yourself where where did the time go Absolutely. but just for the benefit um mr mensa 500 million dollars are spent every year on personal development products so it's something that people are passionate about they want to develop themselves but beyond it is a means to an end when we develop ourselves we expect it to ultimately end with a better life and you've given us the indices better um, career aspirations better financial status for anyone that is starting the year what kind of financial goals must they set for themselves what kind of career aspirations must they have so that they can end the year and look back and see wow it's been a fruitful year thank you very much um albert basically you probably have to do some introspection basically checking where do you stand in terms of financial status right are you a net borrower or are you a net saver if in the past you were a person that oh, it, it sounds like the same diagnostics that Prof was mentioning a few minutes ago, isn't it? Yes, in financial terms. Right. <laughs> exactly. So right. do a financial swap. So generic. generic okay. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely. Please continue. Okay. So are you are you a, a net borrower or a net saver? If indeed you are a net borrower, then your goal is probably to shift from a net borrower to a net saver during 2018. And that for the benefit of our listeners. Explain a net borrower. A net a borrower basically means that at the end of the day, he'll be owing people. Whatever he earns, when he asks them up, because he's owing people, he's servicing the debt. He's still owing by the end of the year. And sometimes so that's a big cash. Big cash. Yeah, so <laughs> typically, typically you would, you would, you are somebody that earns, let's say, a thousand Ghana a month. Right. So if you do a calculation for a, a year, that would give you 12,000. When it is that your lifestyle costs about thousand two hundred or, or two thousand, and then it varies, by the end of the year, your 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 total would be less than fifteen thousand. So you you you'll be in debt for three thousand. Right. That debt either will be an IOU you took from the office, or a supplier that you are owing, or the loan from the bank. So you're a net borrower. Right. Now on, on the vice versa, you want a situation where you want to shift from that particular instance where you are shifting from a net borrower to maybe a saver right for 2018 now when you go through your expenditure pattern you probably will see that there are certain things that drove you into the debt and therefore you want to do something about it right now when it is that those expenditure thing have been calculated you can't go beyond that you can't cut the expenditure then it is that you have to improve upon your income and this is where people suggest that you have to do multiple streams of income, do adaptivity. And that's why it's linked then to your skills improvement or your intellectual improvement. Right. Because these two, once it's done, should go and improve your income. Assuming that your expenditure is fixed, you end up shifting from 12000 a year to 20000 a year because you would have done a skill or additional career or things that will improve on your income. And once you've planned that, that means that for 2018, this is your focus. Of course, you can break it down into the various months and quarters. Let me stay with on the issue of, of, of a net borrower, because sometimes 
without a clear picture of the potential consequences, there will be no motivation for the person to move away from that position because somehow they think they will always find somebody to lend them that extra 3000 What happens if somebody who ended up as a net borrower in 2017 ended up with a deficit of 3000 enters 2018 and does not make any significant change in their lifestyle? What's likely to happen by December 31st? You probably will go to 6000 7000 and at the point in time, you won't get anybody to support that debt. And if that debt is commercial debt? If you're commercial debt, you go bankrupt. What does it mean to go bankrupt? You lose everything that you have. You you lose your friends, you lose family, you probably will lose a property. So it is important that around that time, hopefully, if in, in, in acquiring the debt, if you had applied the debt in an asset acquisition, maybe you bought a property. Around that time, maybe you can uh, sell those properties to reduce or to redeem the debt. But if you don't have any of these two, and you are going on the debt. It's very difficult. So a time could come when you could earn money all right, but you owe so much that your repayment is more than what you is Exactly. And that's what you call bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. And then, right. so, but I, I, want, I want to stay on a point where what drove you into that situation? Because many a time, people don't do analysis of what drove them into that particular net borrower. And they'll continue to do the status quo. So if you don't do analysis of that, and admit that, yes, this was the cause. Because I was going home late, I was hanging with friends, I was uh, misapplying my time, and all those ones. If you, you admit, then there's something that you can do for it, and you can do about it for 2018. Right. But if you don't admit it, then you continue to borrow. And at the point in time, you go to the office, you're asking for salary advice, and nobody wants to talk to you. Right. You call your friends that you need the support, you, they see your number, nobody wants to pick the call. And then and you're they, isolated and you're in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes past the hour of 7, and this is the midpoint in our, our show for tonight. We are talking about intellectual and socioeconomic power, and my guests, Professor Robert Ebohinson from the University of Ghana Business School, Charles Mensah from Trust Consult, and Ashley Nadum. I like the middle name, Pao. It means the grace. Yes. How powerful is the grace in your life? We'll find out very shortly. But what's the surname? Ashley Nadum. Um, let me get his name. Ashley, what's the surname? Texan. 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 Texan, please forgive me. Right. So, Ashley, let me come to you. I'm going to try and borrow from my left and my right. Borrow from my prof teaching us about intellectual power and then from Mr. Mensah teaching us about financial and economic power. Marrying the two, where do you see yourself? 10 years from now, uh, what, what are you doing in the university? Communication studies. Communication studies. Right, at the University of Cape Coast. Right. So, what is your um, personal aspiration in terms of career? Um, I, there's a lot I want to do. I want to um, go into public relations. Right. I want to go into newscasting. Right. Uh, I'm writing. I have, so, that, 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 and I also want to go into editing. So, you'll be an editor? Yes. You'll be a writer? Yes. You'll be a PR? Yeah. Specialist, and you also be a newscaster. Yes. Charles, that's multiple streams <laughs> of income, isn't it? Oh, uh, um, yes, yes, and no. But because basically, he's, he's, he's going, he, she's going to develop one at, at a point in time. Right. Maybe a newscaster because of the pronunciations and meeting people and interviewing people. And by through that, maybe he can, uh, that can improve on her writing skills. Right. As well as producing more books. And if you're going to do more books, you need a PR. Around that time, big corporate organization will have people like that to do the PR for them. Right. So PR will probably be the end game. So in there, he will settle as a maybe corporate director in some uh, corporate affairs director in some multinational, and he will make more money. And then the books 
will be sold on part-time basis. So that's right. a multiple streams of Absolutely. Business, basically. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me come back to you, um, 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 Ashley. Do you, when, when you talk to your friends, do you find that there is a, con- a gap continually opening between yourself and your friends? I, I know you're trying to compare, but do you mm-hmm. find that by virtue of what you do, you are a step ahead in your pursuits? Yes, because um, in senior high school, some of my friends still didn't know what they wanted to pursue in the university. And I did. And they're like, hey, Ashley, you, you already know you want to do me. I'm still uh, thinking. How old were you then? I was 16, 17. What, what gave you that confidence to be able to see where you're going? Um, I don't know. I've, I've always... I hadn't been certain before, but then I guess as the years go by... You became more sure. Yes. Professor, can, what, can what, I do what, what is it on to her before you ask me? Yes, I'm, 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 I'm actually right. coming to you to find okay. out <laughs> what, what is it that makes people at that age with this kind of opportunity exposure, writing books, attending conferences, inter- mm. interacting with people, what is mm-hmm. it that gives them um, the edge in their career pursuits? Well, the thing is, if you look at the intellectual power literature, for those who are intellectual power, they occasionally have trouble relating to their peers. Because of differences in their motivations, their aspirations, and their personality. So what she's describing is totally normal when you look at people with high intellectual power. So it's, it's okay. And what she needs to do then is still be um, courteous with them. But because of the gap in what she wants to do and what they want to do, she must not feel unsettled that they don't always agree with her or understand what she wants to do. Best to get friends who are older than her, Absolutely. hang out with mentors who are older than her, because at a point the conversation will be very different. Because actually, you are thinking about things that your mates may not be able to relate to. What, what happens there? actually later on? I was going to discuss twelve things to do to build intellectual power in twenty eighteen, and two of those twelve would have been hang out people who are smarter than you, and then also be around those who can make a tremendous intellectual investment into your life. So I would have come back to that a little later. So Before you come to that, let me raise Professor P.K. Richardson on the line. Let, me, let him give us some international perspective. We are trying to discuss intellectual power and then also socioeconomic power as we begin the year 2018 and trying to find out from our various resource persons how we can build deliberately to ensure that the year will always be on a very high note. Good evening, Prof. Good evening. How are you? Very well, Prof. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too. You okay? Excellent, excellent. We are learning, we are growing, and we are trusting God that it will be an amazing year for all of us. Prof, we are discussing intellectual and socioeconomic power, and can a person deliberately decide to grow in these areas? Yes, in fact, it's necessary for those who design the shoes, who sit in front of computers and actually design the shoes, they get about 60-70% of the money. Those who spend their energy working on the rubber and so forth and so on and putting the laces in, they get less than 10%. So at the end of the day, those who wield the knowledge power, the intellectual power, they actually command a lot of the money. My secretary says to me, PK, I earn 12 pounds per hour. You earn 100 pounds per hour. What is it that you do? To earn 100 pounds per hour, said I have knowledge. I can actually determine the right things that people must do and they get them right, and they pay me for it. It's not like it's not physical power. It's not putting my fingers on anything. It's coming from my brains. And I will advise that young people in this 21st century knowledge world should actually improve their intellectual power, and they should not be satisfied with whatever they have today. I think the best advice I can give for the young people 
is to be ready at all times to give up what they are for what they might become. Because if you are very happy with what you are, you will never become great. 23 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock and the voice you heard is the voice of Professor P.K. Richardson for the Manchester Business School bringing us his perspective on how the link between, very importantly, the link between intellectual power and then also socio-economic power. Prof, so if there's somebody who feels that there's a huge gap between where they are and where they want to be, are they justified to give up? They should not give up. Giving up is a defeatist attitude. What they need to do is to ask themselves, what is, what is it that I need to do to get where I want to be? And that is where uh, you have the importance of uh, personal vision. You know, today you're someplace. In the next five years, where do you see yourself? And unless you see yourself great, you can never be great. So you set that agenda, say in the next five years, I'm going to be this. And then determine what is it that I need to get there. And it's always important to keep asking yourself, what is the next best thing that I can do? What is the next big situation that I can put myself in? It's a continuous process. And as soon as you stop asking that question, it means you are satisfied where you are and you remain there. Final question, Prof. Yeah. Are we, are, you, you interact with different people from different cultures in different continents. And yes, you come I, to I your... I in about 15 countries around the world. So I meet a lot of people from the, the Caribbean to the Far East. All right, so you meet different people from different cultures, 15 different countries. Let me ask you, when you come back home to your home country, Ghana, do you find that generally we are hungry enough for success? I don't think so. Um, People are not very progressive thinking. We tend to be laid back. We tend to be mediocre. We tend to be very satisfied with the letter we have. That sort of thinking. If, if great people had thought like that, if Henry Ford thought like that, he wouldn't have built an empire. We, we tend to be very satisfied with the little we have. We have to be able to look at the sky and the stars as our limit uh, and grow and grow and grow. There's no limit, and it's all a mindset. Um, I'm going to get bigger. I'm going to do better. I'm going to make a bigger impact. There is no reason why I should be where I am. Even if it's okay, it's not okay enough. It's not okay to have, you know, my life is gone and I'm dead. As long as I live, I'm going to get better and I'm going to give more to society and so forth. So we must have something that drives us and it's effort. And you cannot become big by sitting on your lawyers and sitting down and thinking that, you know, miracles will happen. We tend to believe a lot of the time in miracles. Even the Lord God Almighty himself works and he expects us to work. And he says, I'll bless the work of your fingers. In other words, the fingers must do something. And then you bless them. And we tend to uh, be very, very um, uh, sated with the little we have. And we don't push ourselves. And we tend to, a work ethic is so bad. The Chinese are beating us. Not because they are more intelligent, but because they are more hardworking. We need to be more hardworking. We need to set our eyes on the horizon and drive ourselves. And we can achieve anything that we set our house to. Thank you very much, Professor Piki Richardson, joining us from the Manchester Business School. Your thoughts that are that we should be more driven, more determined, and not satisfied with, with the little that we have. A happy new year That's to you, right. Prof, and thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. It's nice to talk to you. I'll be coming to Ghana soon, so we will uh, have opportunity to lunch together. Most definitely.
All right, so that's Professor P.K. Richardson. Let me come back into the studio. Ashley, are you, are you inspired by the thoughts that Professor Richardson has shared? And when you go back to school, how will that influence you? Yes, I am inspired. Yes, I am inspired by what he said about we not being satisfied with the little that we have. We have to work hard for more. When is your next book coming out? Hopefully by the end of the year. Wow. Are we allowed to ask you? Let, let me let, let, hold your first book to the camera. Let, let, let's, let's encourage your talent. I mean, Prof, when did you write your first book? Oh, like 12 years ago. I was much older than her. Right. You see, I mean, I'm sure at, at age 80, I mean, even now you are a prolific academic author. But Ashley has outdone that by writing at age 18. Totally I mean, imagine that with a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of support, what somebody like her can do. And that's that's why it's so exciting to to encourage them. She'll be brilliant. Let me, let me allow the two of you to speak to Ashley, and then I'm going to come back to our topic. And then if she came to you for counsel, and if her friends who are like her are listening to you, what, what, would, you tell, what would you tell her, Prof? What, oh, what, what will be the next level for somebody who has written her first book so early? It's in the university first year, reading communications. What will be the next level in your, in your opinion? To build a personal development plan for her. We'll codify right. it, put benchmarks and then start measuring her. For instance, this PR is reading her. I'd encourage her from right now to start taking certain online PR courses. That will set her back maybe $100, $200 and start acquiring different types of certification and especially of finishing the first degree. Right. By the time she finishes the first degree, she would have so much to show on her CV that when she competes for a job, the Daniel 120 annoyed to immediately begin to show up because she'll be much, much better than anybody she competes with. Slow down. What you're saying is that apart from the difficult curriculum of the University of Cape Coast, she should actually invest absolutely in, in taking online courses to run concurrently absolutely. and during the vacations absolutely. so that by the time she finishes four years, Ten she would have better. opened an even wider gap between herself and the competition. No question at all. That's how she should build. And because public relations is part of the integrated marketing communication mix, I would advise her to not even restrict herself to uh, PR alone. Right. She sort of look at advertising a bit and get a sense of what sponsorship is and just be a rounded communication professional. So right. that by the time she graduates, she'd be so brilliant. And if she has to sell herself on the job market, the Arthur Miller thing will kick in. That the only thing you have is what you can sell. She would have so much to show. So she's doing online courses, doing vacation internships, working with PR agencies, working with ad agencies. By the time she's done, my goodness. Should be too hot to handle. Two things I can hear you see. Absolutely. One is a deliberate program of supplementary education. Absolutely. And the second one is internships with key organizations that Absolutely. can add value to her. Absolutely. Actually, you have it there. Write it down. Okay, let me just cross over to Charles Mensah. You talk money and you talk career progress. For this young lady who sits here, I mean, hanging out with CEOs and consultants, what will be your, 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 your counsel for her the next level of her life? Uh, basically, uh, it's, it's about I don't, I don't know um, who is funding uh, the book, for instance, because right. you asked uh, when is your next book. So I'm assuming that um, um, he's getting some funding or he's getting sales out of uh, the, the, the books that that can cover the cost, because it then becomes pretty difficult. That yes, the next book is ready, but nobody's publishing it because there's no money. So it is important that we take into account who is funding it. If by now, because of her age, the parents are supporting financially, then because she has that vision, the parents should continue to invest in her 
for some time. So maybe Actually, Charles, with that, I can help to get her a publisher. So what will happen is that she signs a contract with the publisher. She doesn't pay, she just writes. Okay. And then she gets royalties as and when the books are sold, so that the parents don't have to struggle with paying. I so right. I can help so, her. So that, so that, yeah. That's my point. <laughs> right. Because I'm looking for Because funding sometimes can be pretty frustrating. Because after after the first year, and uh, he's done this book, he's done re- good research, he's been launched, sales are not happening, he's not getting the money. The, 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 the idea to go to the next level then becomes a bit frustrated. Right. So that's why the funding... So you're is, saying that let's guarantee the funding, let's either, guarantee by, the funding. either by self, self-publishing self and getting support yes. from loved ones to push it all the way through or find a publisher so that the pressure will be taken off her. She exactly. can focus on the area of strength and exactly. creativity. Bingo. Right. And exactly. It's 15 minutes to the hour of of 8 o'clock. Our show tonight is Intellectual and Socioeconomic Power, my guests. Um, Professor Robert Abel Hinson of the University of Ghana Business School, Charles Messer of Trust Consult. I say, um, I keep calling you, I say, it, it, it was a prophetical. <laughs> Ashley Texan, Ashley Nadun Texan of the University of Cape Coast and also a brand new author. And we're joined on the phone by Prof. P.K. Richardson, who also shared his thoughts from the Manchester Business School. Right, so we are looking at how an individual can push themselves in this year. Charles, if somebody's listening, you're not happy with your career, and sometimes you find that when you talk to people in January, they, they sound, especially at the 10 of December coming into January, they sound pensive, they sound worried. Um, somebody says, tell me something in December so I can know my last and, and see whether you are going forward or not. And December tends to be a very difficult month for people because the job you are doing, maybe you don't like it, or you think... You are not progressing as fast as you can. Another year is coming. Sometimes people say, I won't even go back to this job again after the Christmas break. And then January 2nd week, you see them going back with a look on their faces that says, I wish I didn't have to do this. How do you speak to people who are not satisfied with their progress career-wise, financially, and are hoping that this year will be different from the previous years? What should they do? I think they should, they should ask themselves questions. Because these days, you don't have to stay in one career. I mean, I started off as a, 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 a chartered accountant about 25 years or 26 years ago. <laughs> 26 years ago. And then in no time, I moved into IT. And then even within IT, I moved into forensics. I mean, IT forensics. So I do a lot of auditing for, for IT staff. And then with time, I said, look, look let's move into strategy. And then after some number of years, I moved to project management. So you see, within period I've, I've been shifting careers and then and therefore at the end of the day if you give me an accounting job i can do it if you give me it uh, forensic audit i can do it if you give me a strategic turnaround i can do it so this is what people should be doing rather than saying that i work for a bank i am a bank officer i'll be promoted to senior officer and i'll become branch manager and that's it no how about Providing some financial advising services for SMEs within your community as an additional thing. What will you require? Require some online learning about how to advise SMEs so you can do some online courses for yourself. So people should be asking themselves a lot of questions. Sometimes it requires some um, 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 additional skills going to some part time school for two weeks, three weeks, short, short courses, CPD, you know, continuous professional development. You have to do it than spending more time. Visiting friends, hanging out for four hours, eight hours, almost every week. If you spend four hours every weekend on a book, on a course, that's right. Within three months, you would improve 
on your income earning power. Absolutely. And that's what you need to do. Absolutely. Right. Professor, I mean, along the same lines, if you had to give the 12 generic tips you mentioned, yes. caught my attention because somebody's listening and saying, listen, I want some clear takeaways from this program that will guide me in the year 2018. So yes, take a couple of minutes to give us the 12 the 12 pointers to anyone intellectual power seeking to build intellectual power because and let me let me let me recap your points about what intellectual power looks like just yes, so that when people are talking about building it they, can, they will see that it's a serious thing that we are doing here so yes please. just for uh, purposes of recap you described intellectual power as being reflected by originality in thought correct you said the person must be authentic that means that they must be original correct they must bring something that didn't exist years ago or that didn't exist into being correct and then by the measure of daniel chapter 1 verse 20 they must be seen to be far ahead of the competition very correct i mean you make numerically you said 10 times better correct you also talk about high creativity correct large vocabulary and correct. talking about vocabulary Absolutely. I, I, I listened to a man called nido kuben yes please Nido went on to be the, the president of the American Speakers Association. But yes, he entered America from Jordan with only $50 and not a word of English. Wow. And he was asked, how, wh- what is your career aspiration? He says he wants to become America's best speaker. And everybody wow. burst out laughing because he didn't even know how to speak English. Absolutely. So when he became, the, he was interviewed and he was asked, how did you do it? He says every single day he wrote down 10 words and their meanings and memorize them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then Sunday, he will rehearse all the 60 words wow. he has learned in the week. Wow. And he learned the whole year, yeah. new words and their meanings. And went on to become not just a, a fantastic speaker, but the president of the American Speakers Association and the president of his own university. If you wow. hear him talk, you will love him. He wow. talks extremely well. One of my best speakers in the world. You know, Albert, there are two things we do mm. from when we are born to when we die. Mm. We make oral presentations mm. and we make written presentations. Right. If you don't master these two things well, life will be pitiable. You will, will struggle. You will struggle. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter the kind of anointing you carry, you struggle because <laughs> you, you have to master these two things to be able to speak well and to be able to write well. And it affects every Single aspect thing. of your life because our life is a series of trades and negotiations from morning. To, to when we sleep. Give me the 12. Number one. Number one, invest in career-specific literature. If you're an engineer, you need to buy some engineering books. So, f- number one is invest in career-specific literature. Mm-hmm. Number two, invest in non-career-specific literature because you can't read engineering alone. Charles migrated from accounting through forensics, did IT, did SME advisory, is doing consultancy. So, Number one is invest in career-specific literature. Two, invest in general literature, non-career-specific literature. Number three, Choose up to eight new ideas every year to come up with in order to boost your financial standing. Eight new ideas every year. That can bolster your financial standing. Very, very important, number three. Number four, like Charles spoke to it, read a chapter in a good book every day. It can be a big chapter, a slim chapter, a fat chapter. Just read a bit every day. Number five, as much as possible, watch educational videos, not television. Television can be a glorious waste of your time, as much as possible. Watch educational videos instead of television. Number six, check in at least once a week with your favorite knowledge sources. Harvard Business Review, The Economist, Time, ACCA Magazine, Sim UK. Check in at least once a week with your favorite knowledge sources. Number seven, write down everything you learn. Write it down. Make notes. Your guy in America was finding out words, summarizing. Write it down. Number eight, apply what you learn. 
So number seven is write down everything you learn. Number eight, apply what you learn. And then number nine, share what you learn with other people. To teach is to learn twice. Share what you learn with other people. Go on Twitter, do some Facebook, do some social media. Start generating some debate around what excites you. Share what with other people. Number nine. No, number ten. Hang out with people who are smarter than you. It sounds easy, but it takes deliberate effort to look people who are smarter than you. Number eleven. Talk to someone you find interesting. Number twelve. Explore new areas and avoid becoming stale. Number eight. Apply what you learn. Number nine. Share what you learn with other people. Number ten. Hang out with people who are smarter than you. Number eleven. Talk to someone you find interesting, a mentor, a teacher, a pastor, a big author, somebody who can inspire you. And number 12, explore new areas and avoid becoming stale. You can become stale very easily. I, I, I tell you what, I, I'm struggling to find a favorite among the 12 because yeah. each of them connects with me in a different way. And I'll definitely end by going through all the 12 yes, myself as, yes, as, as, as I wrote them down when you were talking. Yes, I, I had to struggle to write fast because yes, you were talking very fast. And I'm Sorry. sure the listeners also had the same experience. <laughs> yes, but it is worth our while. So you can watch this on Facebook, the, the page to go to Albert N.E. Okran. Just go and watch the video again, especially the quieter hours of the day when there is very little distraction. This yes, is one of the educational videos that he recommended. Just go and watch it again. And you'll be surprised that you the same thing that you thought you listened to and you watched, you, you watch again and you are hearing new things. And yes, actually, yes. these are the things that must consume your time. It's very powerful. Right. So just before I wrap up by going through the 12, I can tell you why the 12th one is very key. Because yes. being able to reinvent yourself yes, is one of the greatest keys to continued success. Yes, but I will come to that. Charles, your closing thoughts for anyone listening tonight mm-hmm. who... And saying this year is my year, and we say it very often. But what should they do to make this year their year? I, I, I think they should do um, um, some budgeting, and basically, in terms of numbers, I mean, the the prof has given us what we have to do. But at the end of the day, that should translate into some figures and money, improve your money, life. Money. So when it is that you can uh, do some budgeting for yourselves, I mean, doing the budgeting also depends on uh, uh, a number of things. But I'll just zoom straight into three, three key areas, uh, Prof. Uh, Abed. Yeah. In doing a budget, you need to arrange them in three categories. Right. A, being the things that you need to do to survive. Right. I.e. food. Survival, okay. Yeah, food and things like that. And then, there's a second one where things that you need to do just in case, which is savings. Because then you are saving some money just in case something happens to you so you can follow those savings. Right. Very important. And then the last one is things that you need to do to sustain your lifestyle. That's investments. So when it is that you are saving, at the end of the day, you you should do C, which is investment, so that you can sustain your lifestyle. So A, B, C. Survival, Survival, savings, sustenance. Yes. SSS. Survival, (laughs) saving, sustenance. Exactly. (laughs) It's powerful. Right. Thank you very much, Charles Mensah of Trust Consult, helping us to see the priorities. First, you must do the things that you require to survive, but don't stay there. Go beyond that to do some savings. And even savings without investment will still remain constant. So invest the money so it will yield interest for you. Um, Prof. Hinson. Yes, sir. Your closing thoughts. Okay. So I'm going to close with three things. Right. One, stimulate your mind and stay sharp. Two, start a stop doing list. It's, it sounds almost antithetical, but it's very important. Start a stop doing list. If you are going to become rich, 
there are some habits you must drop now from tonight. Start and stop doing list. And then finally, celebrate some more victories on your way to having a big party in December 2018 when you've exceeded every single target you set yourself. Wow. Celebrate small victories as you get ready for the big party in 2018 because by the help of God, you will exceed all those targets. In the, Daniel, name, in the name of the Lord. Amen. amen. <laughs> right. So <laughs> Charles says, survival, savings, sustenance. Uh, Professor Henson says, stimulate your mind and stay sharp. Number two, um, start, start a stop, a doing, stop list. doing list and number three celebrate small victories actually let me close with you what is the one big lesson you've learned tonight hanging out with these achievers well that um, I can I can grow big I shouldn't be satisfied with what I have and then I can grow very still easily I should be more inventive more creative right and uh, like, like I also got um, advice from what he said about the Getting online courses and doing some internships. When they close, corner them and then talk to them. You'll be surprised at how much more you can learn. Okay. Hang around people who are more advanced in life than you, and you prosper. Amen. All right. As a pastor, I can only pray for you that God will take you from one level to another. Amen. That any time we see you, we'll celebrate what God has done and say, "Wow!" Amen. If God can do it in somebody so young, then God is still in the miracle business. And it's not a miracle that you sit down and fold your arms, but it's a miracle of deliberateness and diligence. Amen. And may, may that be your story. Amen. Let me thank your father for bringing you into the studio. What, what's his name, sir? What's his name? Bernard Texan. Mr. Bernard Texan, I celebrate you for supporting your daughter and all the family for supporting um, Ashley to realize her dream. We celebrate you, sir. Right, let me give you the 12 points and then we'll end with that one. Coming up next, I work with Jesus. But the 12 points from Prof. Henson. Number one, invest in career-specific literature. Number two, invest in non-career-specific literature. Number three, choose up to eight new ideas to boost your financial standing. Number four, read a chapter in a good book every, every day. Number five, watch educational videos, not just television. Number six, check in at least once a week with your favorite sources of income. Number seven, write down everything you learn. Number eight, apply what you learn. Number nine, share what you learn. Number ten, hang out with people who are smarter than you. Number eleven, talk to somebody you find interesting and stimulating. And number twelve, explore new areas and refuse to be still. Reinvent yourself every time. Probably did I get it right? Absolutely. God Fantastic. bless you, sir. Fantastic. It's one minute to the hour of eight o'clock. My name is Albert Okran and next week we open up the actual theme for the year, leveraging strategy and technology to be powerful on the show next week. Don't miss it. Make a date with us next week. But I want to say thank you to Prof. Henson. Thank you to Charles Mensah, thank you to Ashley Texan, thank you to Prof. P.K. Richardson, and thank you to you all for listening. On behalf of Comfort, Matthew, Priscilla, Amos, I want to say God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. I dedicate this song once again to um, Reverend Eric Jeha and Gloria Jeha on the occasion of your 28th wedding anniversary, and also to my friend Arnold Motagbe on your 50th birthday that comes off tomorrow. God bless you and good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, 
conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,